Live from Edge HQ, it's Comedy on Edge presents a chat. I'm your host, Mark Williams, and my guests are Nathan Lenton and Tim Govers. Boys, what do we talk about? The, oh, oh, uh, the, ver- the very nice Mr. Pine, Christopher Pine. Pine. Did we defame anyone this episode? <laughs> Didn't we defame? <laughs> For the lawyers listening, you might want to listen to the whole episode just so you can get your information. Ryan, hit the music. Welcome everybody to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. We're live in Edge HQ. It's Friday night when we record this, not when it comes out. On the sound is someone who's competent, which means Lester <laughs> Diamond is not here. Ryan, special comments, Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, Mark. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm good that you're here and Lester's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we've got some uh, we've got we've got some runs on the board now with the old uh Sound sounding. Well, at least we don't okay. have that whole thing of like for the hour thinking. Fuck! Did it record? Did it record? Did it record? <laughs> you know what? From from my perspective, being able to do the sound and and less not be in the room means that at least I know I won't have to deal with the coke can or the chip or the pen click or you know whatever it is that's going on that day. I got to admit, like I've, I've had, to, I made sure I turned my phone off because I thought maybe because he knows we're recording tonight. I thought maybe he'll probably call us or you know there might be rocks on the roof or something. He's gonna, you know, Jeez, guys, how to go? Yeah, that's sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just interfering. Yeah, yeah. Or he'll be Facebooking about it. Yeah, exactly right. So there you go. So, but aside from last, how's your week been? No, it's been pretty good. I've had a bit of a flu, had the dreaded lurgy this week. So oh, cool. you know, oh, man. I'm, I'm over it now. Don't worry. You know, you can. You don't can have you to disinfect, disinfect the mic. You don't well, need to worry I think, about. Yeah, I think we need to afterwards. You don't need to worry about that. I'm fine. But yeah, it was quite a bad. One, it's been a bad one this year. People have been knocked out all over the place. Is there time off from work involved? Lots of it, yeah, yeah. Not all of it legit. I, I hope nobody from work listens yeah, to no, this. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. it was all legit. You know what I hate about being sick? Because I had a day off this week, it was a, a personal day, let's just call it. Yeah, but I hate the fact that, like, when you're sick, you just want to sleep. But you've got to get up to ring in sick. Yeah, that's right. That's annoying. At the at the crucial time of the rest, when the most healing gets done, is when you have to get on the phone. Which I don't think you know. It just means that you're going to probably have to take the next day off as well. So employers are really shooting themselves in the foot on that one. I think. Yeah, but like I, I'd like. I wish it was like like on Twitter. You can pre-program your tweets. I wish like <laughs> I could just program my phone and going because you n- you never make that decision. It's not like you wake up and go, oh, I'm not going to work. It's more a case of oh, shout out to the app makers out there. Make a call in sick <laughs> app. I want you to make me an app where I can just go. I'm sick today, and it just does the call for me. Because for me, like I made the decision. Like I had Monday off, and I made that decision at about. I woke up at three a.m. in the morning. I had something stressful was going on that day, and I thought, "Nah, take the day off." And I slept well, knowing that. But then I'm like, "Oh, now, now I got to get up at eight instead of seven. Yeah, and it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Threw my whole day off. I reckon the other thing about the sick day is the next day, like it should just be a given that you just you know rock up at ten. Just rock up at ten. Because, you know, you're out of the habit. I think, need, I, think, I think at this point, we need to probably introduce yeah, the guests because yeah, I think not? we're going to do a whole hour long. I, I could talk about this for a long time, so maybe, maybe you I've should I've got talk. some ideas and thoughts, and yeah. I can see their minds bugging. So, ladies and we've got a returning guest and a new guest. So, for those listening at home, he got a shout-out on episode 99 by Lester Diamond, and I think AVOs may be the reason Lester isn't here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Mr. Nathan Lenton. How are you? Very good to be with you, Mark. And can I have a right of reply to, I, I feel, Lester? defamed me on the previous podcast. So that was episode 99. Oh, not the previous podcast. No, yeah, no, it was was a couple ago. So go back and listen to Lester's defamation. Because he pretty much called you right wing, didn't he? Well, that's not what I take issue with. Lester insinuated that my support of Clive Palmer was tongue-in-cheek. I take enormous offence to that uh, suggestion. Uh, I voted for Clive at the previous election. And you're all welcome, frankly. Wow. Well, well, big, big, big. That's a big revelation. Like you, you mentioned on social media after the Ian Thorpe interview that you'd like someone for your outing interview. Yeah. Who was it? Um, I can't. So remember. we just out- I, Emma Alberici was my f- my second choice because I, I think we've just outed you as a Palmer supporter on a podcast. <laughs> I've said it pretty publicly. I, well, Many I just times, I assumed but it was nobody like, ever believes. Well, the person you're, you're, our other guest, first time, Timothy Govers. How are you? I, I'm very well. I, so um, I'm, I'm sorry for that bad intro. I'm just stunned that he's I, actually I'm stunned too. All this time, I thought it was tongue nice in cheek. Man. Turns out it was tongue in us. A very, it's <laughs> a very nice, very generous man. The fact he's wearing yellow from head to toe is probably a bit of a giveaway. The fact that, he's, that Nathan is he's actually decorated his mic with dinosaurs too. It sort of <laughs> should, should have picked up on that. But what about well, Clive? Clive is pretty. He's he's pretty well off. Do you reckon he's well hung? 
Is that what yeah, got Jackie well, Landy's actually, that's, support? That's a very good point to raise, actually. I think uh, there was... <laughs> it's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure if Clive could well, see over his stomach, he'd like to raise it too. Well, well no, I, I, on a serious point, that interview bothered me a bit because... For those, for, sorry, for those who don't follow politics as well as probably us, it was a pretty well. A couple of Jackie Lambie did an interview in Hobart. Jackie Lambie is one of Palmer's senators in the Senate, where she was pretty much. She was asked what an ideal man is. She said she's looking for a man. She's been lonely for a long time. Well, the interview, the interview was a lot less respectful for that, and that's what I took issue with. This, and you know, the, would a male politician be asked these questions? She's a senator. They were asking her questions about her pubic hair. They were asking questions about what she looks for in a man. It's very difficult. You don't to think the public that. has a right to know on the? Well, I think we should be equal opportunists. What and I think here on in, Mark should ask that of each and every on. one of these guests. What did they ask henceforth? What did they ask? Did they? I didn't. I missed a bit about the pubic hair. What did they ask there? <laughs> Uh, they kind of, it was something to the effect of, you know, lots of women are getting Brazilians and this and that now, you know, what's, what's your take on that, Jackie? Do, do you have any work done down there? And so I think that's a fair question. She's from Tasmania. Deforestation's a big issue. So (laughs) I have have no claim to claim against that. That is not that dissimilar to what she answered. How does it affect (laughs) The World Cup was on at the time. Brazilians Brazilians were in the news. Her her answer was, I think we need a whippersnipper if we're getting into that territory, mate, just in case anyone. Wow, what a sport! That's yeah, really I, you know. But, but God, I, but I, I kind of a question pretty. I don't easily. think she could have. If she can't, well, maybe she, she could have. Remember when Rove interviewed she, Kevin Rudd, yeah. and he said, "Who would you turn gay for?" Mm-hmm. And he Kel answered Knight, rather bizarrely, "No." He said he'd turn gay for his wife, which <laughs> I'm yeah. sure I he said something about Kel Knight. I often reflect on that, and you know, I know it's like it's a very kind of on the stairs type of thing. Like I thought about this comeback well after, and it wasn't even me. But if I was Rove doing that interview, and he said I'd turn gay for my wife. You're like, oh, she's into that, is she? <laughs> like, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you ask that next? I, I think I probably would. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty... But then again, Rove... I was Rove and him... A, no, I suppose it wasn't a PG show, but... No, no. I think there's no. restrictions on what he would have been... I don't think he would have been able to go, oh, she likes a strap on, or... Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, no, wasn't yeah. Jackie just talking to her audience? On an FM show like that, it really is... Um, yeah. You know, straight to smut, straight to easy gags. That's that's what they're they're totally about. She was playing to that audience. Given but the she could have answered like. it in a really soft way. It would have been boring. But she could have done it. I don't and get I don't, what. Like I don't get I don't honestly why she was doing it. Like the show she was on was in, was a Hobart based. It was in Hobart, my hometown. She's got the vote. She's in for six years. Why does she need to be doing this to build? Like, she's got a pretty big profile. She's, she's got bigger plans. She's mounting her leadership campaign by stealth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you reckon yeah. Lambie could challenge Clive? <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the faceless men of the, of the Palmer United Party. <laughs> oh, and I hope and, so. Wouldn't yeah, that be yeah. good? Well, maybe she knock Lazarus off as the leader in the Senate, I think. Oh, well. she, needs, she needs... One vote to do it. She needs to sway Dio Wang, and then she's got it. It's pretty amazing, though. I reckon that the like, if you do have that television presence, that ability to get the media going, that you can actually develop that political career a lot faster. I think. Oh, are we I talking think, about Clive or Jackie Lambie? No, Jackie Lambie. Jackie Lambie. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's the same strategy for both. Yeah, I think. Clive is a lot more strategic and deliberate than Jackie. Yeah, well, yeah, that, I was, think that, that was accidental publicity. St- stumbles around and knocks a few things over and people yeah, but I'd point be, and Like, laugh. I'd be asking with Jackie, though, like, and surely Clive, the amount of money he spent, he must have a media advisor for that company. Oh, for his party, sorry. Mm. Why, like, on that same day she did that interview in there, she was also on Triple J's hack program. And she's, like, I've seen her on a number of things that you do not expect to, like... Put it in perspective, Dio Wang's not really on breakfast radio in Perth. Why? Why is she doing this? I think um, it's fun. She probably enjoys it. Well, yeah. she's a media story, so they're calling her and she's answering the calls. I mean, she she's when 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 she came in. This is just my opinion, obviously. Yeah, but no, when, when she came in, um, like all the new senators were news. Um, she she was given like interviews on the doorsteps that were freaking people's ears up because they were kind of a little bit unhinged. I think you know I some of the stuff she was, I'd say some of the stuff she shooter. was saying. Some of the stuff she was. Well, oh, the big was, one she called Ab- Abbott a psychopath. And yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's a bit unhinged. <laughs> then again, you see the budget. I think the evidence points in her, her direction. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking even more about 
things like her saying that um, you know that her, one of her major problems with Tony Abbott was taking his daughters on the campaign trail because that was a security risk. I was like, yeah. put, put, your, put your full helmet I, on. I, I remember, like, I know what's going I remember on. Da- David Maher said that's a ridiculous <laughs> criticism of Tony Abbott. And when David Maher's rolling I out know. the defenses yeah, of yeah, Tony yeah. Abbott, you know it's getting you know, wider than I'm going to come into Jackie Lambie's defence here. I was because, defending oh, her. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hang on. I'm going to say that because there was an article in the paper, Francis Abbott, had to renege on a lease due to security issues yeah. recently. So she and the the landlord sued her for breach of bond and lost. Yeah. Now Jackie's right. If Abbott's kids hadn't been brought into the spotlight as much, she wouldn't have had to break a bond. No, it's an I, issue. I, I, no I don't that's think that's not what work. she was talking about. Was uh, it? No, it's not what she's, she's talking, talking about. She's talking, you know, CIA snipers yeah. <laughs> taking her out when yeah, she's at right. press conferences yeah, yeah. or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That that's because that was before that story broke that she said that. Oh, was, I didn't. Um, I didn't. It was, it was a really. It was a really excellent attempt to rationalise the ravings of a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, that's not what that's she was getting at. No, no. What? Hang on. So what? She honestly thought the CIA. No, she didn't mention no. the oh, CIA, no. but she she thought it was going to be you know covert take people out sort of. She she Liam Neeson film. Yeah, she, she, yeah. She, she's very much. Channeling. Have you seen Abbott's daughter? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> she, she's very much channeling the Secret Service movies of, of and that ilk. You know where it's. But Tony yeah. Abbott's got no chance anyway of being held responsible for the security of his daughter to the extent that she's talking about with that whole apartment thing. Um, Vladimir Putin will not allow his daughter to be photographed at all in Russia. So uh, Russian people have never seen what she looks like. She lives in... So she's she's got today. She's, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we know she exists? <laughs> she, 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 she lives plot. in Amsterdam in quite a posh apartment building. That's mm. got out. The Dutch people... In fact, there was even a Dutch politician, I think, who called for her to be deported. Yeah, yeah he's um, apologised for that. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> was it, there's that a picture wasn't from, the, like, ultra-nationalist gear... Was it gear? Well, no, I think it was Holland's time. Jackie Lambie, actually. No, I think it was actually... It was... If it wasn't the Prime Minister... I was there. It was someone pretty high up who actually called for it. Their, it wasn't their foreign minister is pretty funny. It could have been said we're actually going to talk about him in our show. Oh yeah, we should. Uh, France, a lovely you know, plug there. Franz Timmerman cannot put enough. Can I just say pop culture references? Just wasn't it? Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> Someone had their steel cut oats this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're doing set of plug like that just, seamlessly. Straight in there. Like I reckon by the up. end of it, Nathan will have written his memoirs about this podcast yeah, and be ready yeah. to slow <laughs> it at the end. So I, think, I think we're onto a flyer with Absolutely. this one. No, we should, we should mention, boys, um, the Sydney Fringe Festival is coming up. And tell us about this show that you're plugging. Well, I should, I'll should i throw the question to Nathan because he's, he's probably got his five-point plan on how to sell. Because I'm the one that's on message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the show is called Year of the Abbot. Um, I'd the idea is we're trying to build a annual year political year in review, largely because it feels like it would be wasteful not to when you see the sheer volume of content that's just constantly coming out. Uh, whether or not we'll keep this Year of the Abbott-style name year after year, I'm not sure. I think... Next year we could have Year of the Pup, but I don't know what we'd do thereafter. I think we'd run out. I don't have to break the secret. Tim's Tim's not keen on it. No, no, I like it. I'm very keen on it. I don't think you'd have to break the tradition, is what I'm saying. There's always one every year. There's always one. It's like Union Union Reviews. They must be getting, like, you know, when they're naming it, I'm like, we need a movie to pun. We need a movie to pun. It's a shame we've done them all, but there's always (laughs) one, isn't there? I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Year of the Wang. I think that's going to be... <laughs> Maybe that'll be next year. Rise of Dio. <laughs> Dio back from the dead. I'd like to think he's named after Ronnie James Dio. Dio. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think... So that's... Uh, when when and where is it? Uh, it's at the Chippendale Hotel. We're doing three nights. It's 8.30pm on Saturday the 6th... No, 7th of September. 6pm uh, on Sunday immediately after. And... 9.30pm on Saturday the 27th. Okay, what we might do, if you visit, we'll tweet it out at Comedy on Edge. We'll also yep. put a link up on the Comedy on Edge Facebook page. So go to that. Now, tell us a bit about the show. Like, you two, obviously, are you featured in it? I just had a sneak peek of the poster and there's a, there's other names and faces on there. Yeah, I, I presented a show similar to this format last year and the feedback was very positive about how it was written. People are, <laughs> people are, people are tremendously polite, aren't they? And so, <laughs> and so this year we have two new presenters, one of whom is with us here tonight, Timothy Govers. The other is Shane Addison, who is a friend of the podcast. He's been on the Road Trip episode. He was on the Road Trip episode, yeah. 
been a victim of driving with Lester, with like me. Oh, it was the episode. Did he have to drive? No, no, oh, no. I was he was going to say that would be. That was the episode. Trying to do a podcast. No, we had the, while you're the one behind the wheel. We had this. If well. you want to go back and listen, Mate, they wouldn't even. Trip they, episode they, ninety six. They wouldn't even let him near the radio. They he wouldn't. Actually, <laughs> we had to stop. driving. Did I, you didn't know about this one. We had to stop recording the podcast because in the time of talking. Shane was in the back. I was in the front. Lester was driving. Lester ran two fucking red lights while we were recording. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's enough. You know, that's why the episode's so short. Like, we drove back from Woolly. I was like, we're not going to make this. This is, if they find the memory card in this, that could have been the last road trip. I, I, I know, like, we've tried to get libel and defamed and that kind of thing, but this might have been the first criminal admission. On oh, the podcast. May, oh, oh no! I mentioned it at the time because I remember the, the podcast at the ends with "Holy shit, he's running up the red lights." <laughs> <laughs> we all, no, everyone knows Lester Diamond doesn't exist. It's a fictional person. <laughs> yeah. So the show is, and so you, you're the writing, presenting. Tim and Shane will be. Tim and Shane will be presenting it, and we'll be having a few guest characters popping in throughout the course of the night. So our good friend Brent Thorpe will be produ- performing as his. Original character, Deirdre Flick, self-retired, self-funded retiree from Mosman. And Deirdre is very happy about how things have been going federally over the last 12 oh, Deirdre months. Deirdre is she's, ecstatic. She's ecstatic, especially with the nice Mr. Pine. She's oh, very happy with the performance what about, of nice Mr. Well, you Pine. You talk about uh, Mossman. What did, did you guys see that they want parking or council ranges over there to be able to take speeding tickets? They want like the Mos- the mayor of Mossman proposed how that well he wanted that they that well, they how get- exactly they, how yeah, are we supposed got, to speed on a car- carry speed <laughs> yeah yeah has yeah, anyone yeah. seen Military <laughs> Road it doesn't move <laughs> well I think they're going to lower it to five kilometers an hour <laughs> maybe that maybe it's speeding <laughs> even ticket- that sounds ambitious by speeding tickets they're probably meaning if you don't if you know oh your car's not a Lexus here's a fine <laughs> <laughs> oh if only <laughs> yeah. uh, so people don't drive faster in eastern suburbs. Well, that's the I've never been there. You've never been to Mo- No. No. This uh, is as far east as I ever come. Have you ever been feel, to the zoo? I feel like... <laughs> I'd like to make... I've been to Featherdale Wildlife Park. Oh, of course. I've been to, there. I've been to Featherdale. It's good, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's the, the only place... and everything, yeah. The only, pl- only place I've ever been that has koalas that actually fucking do something. Like, mm. we were there and the koalas were moving. The ones at Taronga Zoo, they just sit there all day. They that's, do nothing. That, that's probably a bit of a red flag, though, isn't it? What are they doing? Giving these things cocaine or something? What's well, at on? least they're active. I mean, <laughs> from, I think koalas, like, I, when I'm an old man, I, my day will consist of me going to the zoo and shouting at the koalas to do something. Because koalas, they only, they're so, awake four hours of the day. So not that different to your day. <laughs> Pretty See, much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of shouting at Lester. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're intoxicated, like. 90% of the time, yeah, I mean, they're high on eucalyptus, yeah. Constant yeah, diet yeah. of eucalyptus, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, I was saying, where's the, there should be a koala tax? Yeah. Think, yeah, they're lifted, they're, they're leaners, they're definitely leaners, they are, they are not <laughs> lifters. Yeah, so yeah. I'm hoping the show will include some koala, some you'll be attacking the koalas. I think it's about they've had it too I'm, good, too I'm, long. I'm, the age of entitlement exact is over. sort of thing yeah. Deirdre would have a problem with. I'll pass it on to her, yeah, yeah. And I, she'll write a couple of letters to the council. Well, Deirdre's about not it, happy about trees, is she really? So no. she's sort of helping the koala <laughs> problem from there, she's removing their habitat and their, their source of um, are they spoiling the view. Yeah. Is that is that what's going on with yeah, the trees and Deirdre's sun? Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Destroying jobs yeah. in Tasmania. Mm. Yeah. I like to think, I was thinking about this. Like, you, so Tasmania. You've, <laughs> no, no, no. But no, it's, well, it's, it's a useful argument. The UN's, the UN's taking jobs from there. Now, Nathan, you, you're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a champion of the Western suburbs. So I am. I'd like this to go on record. I, but I then, hope... then everyone from the Western suburbs is a champion. <laughs> well, most of them wear champion brand T-shirts, so <laughs> it's quite out. I hope that someone listens to this podcast in 30 years' time, because I'm going to make a prediction. I think Mossman or the Lower North Shore will be your future home. I think That's no. where all the Labour loveys end up, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, Haw- yeah. Hawkey's yeah. over. Hawk- Hawkey's Hawks. over that way. He's yeah. over. Keating's there, isn't he? No, Keating's no, in Wallara. No, Keating's... Or Potts Point or something. No, he? he's down... Um, Aren't these near, also rich uh, places? I don't know. He's down... Um, in one of the part, the green apartment block near before you go on the bridge. Oh, look, he's, he's already got a porf- portfolio a mile long. Maybe he divides his time between three or four places. But it's it's like a posh, richy area, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's, I'm pretty sure he's, he's left his Bankstown roots oh, well yeah. behind. Has I think he? the yeah. fibro shack in Bankstown is longer. I, I think Mark Latham still lives in Miller, so. I think Mark. there's reasons he's not allowed anywhere near a major city. It's got to, you know that guy's there's restrictions on where oh, he can and can't go. Mark Latham and gridlock traffic. Oh, there's a sitcom. With, actually, the talk about reality TV show. I'd just like to sit in the back of a car and follow Mark Latham around for a day. That'd be a, 
You wouldn't last a day. You could I sign think. him up for a return. That's a great idea. He would actually sign up for that. I, I think reckon. you would too. Yeah. If you went, if you went, you know, living Mark or something. I don't know. Better name than that. Yeah. But a, a reality TV show about Mark Latham. He'd sign up for it in a in a jiffy. You'd I be, think a, that'd be hitting a, the mark or something. Hitting the mark. <laughs> or hitting the mark. Yeah. yeah this is. A, I think we got. Well, we're we got something. A show here. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good. Like if you, there's a flat spot, you'd just be able to go. Yeah, Kevin Rudd made it to Prime Minister. And that is <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just, right. You have like a list of trigger words. I don't think you need many trigger words. You just, came, but you just, Mark you just came you... up that with that horrible ladder of opportunity. Was yeah, that yeah. Mark, yeah. ease the squeeze. Yeah. Allow ease the squeeze. Pe- ease the, the squeeze, squeeze so families can climb the ladder of opportunity. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And we and we yeah. knock Ernie. Bob, and... <laughs> oh, Bob. Bob Ellis wrote that. I think. Oh, Bob. Bob Ellis wrote that. Ease the squeeze. Did Bob write for Mark? Someone, someone like who has a profile of themselves for themselves as Latham's. I think it was Ellis, actually. Writer. Yeah, I think it was because it wasn't. It was Keating's was Don Watson. I think it was. Yeah, and Rudd had um, what's his name, Reese Muldoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. We're speaking. We're in territory. Like one of the one of my favorite political memoirs is the Latham Diaries. Nice. I think it's it's mixtures some great ideas with a lot of defamation. It's it's what I look for in a diary. Would you like so to have seen the first ideas. draft though? Oh, like, like before legal's got a handle of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that draft would be great. It'd be, <laughs> there'd be a lot of effort. I wonder if Julian Assange has got a hold of it at some stage. That'd be awesome. I'd like to see it. It'd be I, think, I think well, the Latham Doris was probably before before WikiLeaks. Before WikiLeaks. Uh, I don't know. I'm just you know just talking shit, really. But I, think, I, I suspect that Julian Assange knows how to get a hold of people's electronic records. That's all I'm saying. Do you reckon he's got, like, he's been in that. He's still in the embassy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I was wondering the other day, do they just have, like, a UK policeman watching it 24 Stake, hours a day for three years just in case he tries to make a break for it? How does, yeah, they how must, because, I mean, police? yeah, they must have something there, like, posted, because, like, I mean... Does anyone have any evidence that he's still there? Yeah, like, I I'm saw saying. an interview with him the other day, like... Oh. No, no, your son. Wow, you wouldn't want to, considering the only way you'd actually get evidence, like in the pipe. So I wouldn't want to be the person like looking for it to make sure he was still there. But knowing Assange, though, like I reckon he's the type Shame of guy that would just have a web camera set up on him twenty four seven. Like I don't mm. think he minds the publicity of that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he must be. He must be getting bored. I mean, two years being shut inside. It's oh, sounds like that. sounds Isn't like he spend most of his time indoors anyway. Yeah. Man, yeah, I'd, yeah, give me an Xbox. He's, I'd be up for that. That'd be fine. He spent like six months living with Kathy Lett, so he's probably quite happy with where he is now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even Salman Rushdie couldn't get out of there quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing, though, like, it's not like he's living in a house or an apartment. He's living in a room in an embassy. So mm. people are going in there doing their embassy work, and, you know, there's creepy little Assange in the corner with his laptop. Yeah, I think he's got a tanning bulb too. I like the idea. I wonder gets, if he's like. I wonder if he walks around by his housemates eventually. What, yeah, as, in, as in, no, as in, I, voted I, I out. Like, Big I like the style. idea that eventually this isn't working out, Julian. You need to find somewhere else. To yeah, stay. yeah, yeah. Well, but surely Ecuador must be getting sick of him because I mean, like he was. I'm sure at the start he was good for publicity. They could have used him for a bit of trade bait, but now it's just like, really, mm. come on, dude. I wonder. If the, is there any money changing hands? There must be. There must be. But who? He hasn't got much money. Yeah, no. I've, but he's got pockets. There's, there's a few rich people that I thought quite like him. I thought all his money keeps getting intercepted. Well, well, they shut, they shut down from... WikiLeaks like all the ways to donate to it. Mm. Mm. But I mean, surely that must get to the point with Ecuador. Like, I mean, well, you'd think Sweden would go to. Oh, come on, guys, let's do a deal. We got you. Give us him. We'll give him. We'll give you, you know, some saunas or something, or whatever <laughs> Sweden's currency is. Why would you need a fish. sauna in Ecuador? I don't think well, you'd need a sauna a in Ecuador. Of Swedish girls in the sauna in Ecuador. Yeah, I think <laughs> you'd trade. I'd trade that for a sanch, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I think that's. Um, yeah, you should be actually on the foreign sort of policy board for Sweden. I reckon you'd you'd close the deal faster than any of those clowns Sweden, seem to be able to. Sweden, if you're there, just call me. I'll, yeah. I'll get you a sign. Yeah, Imagine yeah, that. Like yeah. that's that's my deal. I get the. Oh, oh. I would do that. I would have no problem selling out a sign to get something good out of it. It's well, just the kind of moral even if it was Swedish scruples. girls in saunas. <laughs> well, I think I think we could yeah. get like that was I mean, the, that was be, the deal. Yeah, I think like you look at this like when Abbott got prime minister, Assange must have realised like that. Australia's not going to help him now. Like, we've got, there's nothing in it for us. No. So he's sort of an Ecuador, but they must be getting bored of him by now. So I think, I think he might, surely it's got to Give, come. Given the things that um, WikiLeaks leaked about Kevin Rudd, 
and what different world leaders thought about Kevin Rudd through all those confidential cables, I think he was probably happier with Tony Abbott as Prime Minister than Rudd. Yeah, true. Well, he also... Never forgive, never forget. He also did the whole thing about... Like, he leaked that... the I think it was the US ambassador or someone was saying that um, Gillard had aspirations to the Prime Ministerialship a year before she made the challenge. That's right. Yeah, I think I can't remember the specifics, but involved Mark Arbib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, so, Mark Arbib. I, I think it was wasn't Mark Arbib in man. the U.S. embassies telling them. Yeah, and all these people kind of turned around afterwards and said, "Why was Mark Arbib going to U.S. embassies?" But he he was, he, he was their man, backbench in, in senator or the minister for sport or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was a WikiLeaks. I wonder if she, that'll get a chapter in because Julia's memoir is coming out. In, it's October, I think. So a bit. After the show, but mm. what do you think is going to be in there? Do you think? Do you think I, there's going I to be, going to be very fair. Fair. I, I think she's going to be very nice about all her colleagues in the Labor Labor Party. I Will don't think no reclamation. I think there'll be slow, methodical, <laughs> boring sentences, and I don't think there'll be anything exciting in there. You don't think? You don't think? I mean, surely she's got. To, I think. I think I she's going to be loyal. I think she'll give Rudd a bit of a kick. I don't think it's going to be like oh. Uh, yes, but that's that's fair game. You can kick Rudd without hurting the party because no one in the party really likes him. But I don't think she'll actually um, say anything that kicks the Labor Party too hard. I, I yeah, I think it'll be a pretty um, sh- shameless rewriting of history, of history, which is what memoirs are. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think given what we've learned this week, it'll be very interesting to see whether her memoirs say that she endorsed Greg Combate. Well, that's to true. Be she Prime denied Minister. it, didn't she? It's, well. I I don't know. Well, this is breaking. Um, this team, happened <laughs> today. Yeah, Combe, <laughs> why should I do that? Combe's came out with his biography, and he said that Julia offered the the prime ministership to him, mm. but he said due to health reasons he couldn't contemplate it. Yeah, that's health the, reasons. The fact that I yeah, wonder what his health reasons were. Because well, I think of, he was genuinely sick, but I don't think the health reasons were the reason he didn't take it. I think the reason that mm-hmm. she had about three people, perhaps. In, not even including herself, work, um, supporting her, that her support wasn't worth anything for yeah. him to take it. Maybe it was just like, you know, a, like a, a weird old guy in a pub who doesn't realise that the girl's not cracking onto him, he's just serving him a drink. You know, not not that not that Julia Gillard was serving him anything, but, <laughs> I, but, just, that, like, but just that, you know, he, he maybe just misread the, the signs. I, I you know what I mean? Something yeah, like, yeah. I like to think that like, Craig Emerson and Wayne Swan and Stephen Smith and all these other ministers are reading this thinking, what? But she said the same thing to me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're all going, but that's going to sell my book. What, what am I going to use? They're all going back to rewrite the memoirs. Little did Greg Combe know that, that was, he was just a patsy for the real plot then, to install then, me. Then as they all put to... that out. And then Simon Crean sitting there wondering, why didn't she offer it to me? Maybe she it was offered a joke. it to everyone else. Maybe it was a joke and he didn't get it. Well, maybe know? she Combe. said, oh, look, Combe, I'd be giving the leadership to you before I let Kevin have it. And he totally didn't get the joke. Now, I th- now, I think now, you're now please come to my... Come to my birthday party we're playing a great practical joke on Simon Crane wear a lampshade and nothing else and he just did the whole thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she said to Craig why don't you challenge Simon you know yeah that, that'll yeah, yeah do yeah. that Simon that'll work <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto something yeah yeah, yeah yeah I think he's just misinterpreted the signs but we're getting like we're getting it is the it's well, it's the golden age of TV, but I think it's the golden age of memoirs written about Oh, it the, is. The There's one a week this year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, we've had... So, Combe's well, got We haven't one even out. gotten to Bob Carr yet. Oh, no. whoa. Well, well, there's, there's Greg Combe's book. There's a <laughs> new I one. Love, I love how he says Hulk. that we like it's the, inevitable. We, we <laughs> like did with the steel cut oats. We saw we <laughs> yeah, 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 it. dropped that in. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, is there any, any minister... Like, for me, I think there's one... There's one book I think I can't wait to come out, and I hope it's on the list. I think it's time the nation hears the thoughts of Dick. Dick Adams. He did. He wasn't a minister. Was well, he? Big Dick. You know that. You know that he was in. Like, remember when they announced the spill? Dick, Big Dick Adams was the man they sent out, or the, the Rudd had taken yeah, over. De- Deputy Chief Whip. Well, I, I think it's time. You know, the, the perspective of Dick needs to come out. Just you know, he, the man must. He's been in Parliament for years. And would he know anything? Well, he grew up. He had a beard before Jeez. it was fashionable. It's got to be I hard. It's got to be hard if the highlight of your political career is going out to a press conference after a spill and saying, "What did everybody else say?" I don't give. I don't <laughs> care. About, I don't care what you have to say. What did everybody else? But he say? didn't announce it. He oh, was, he was there. He was the deputy whip. Chris Hayes, who was the chief chief whip, announced it, and they were only there because, like three months earlier, all the whips resigned on mass after the failed. 
um, Putsch right. in March yeah. and Joel Fitzgibbon because he had been running the numbers for Rudd had to resign. And so, but I think Big Dick he'd be the type of guy he would have picked up the secrets. He would have been like really. I, I, I reckon. I, I, I reckon Dick would have turned up to the emergency caucus meeting and the, oh, what, uh, what's this for? Oh, there's going to be a ballot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> who's, who's standing? <laughs> I reckon he's one. Of, he'd lift the lid on the government house cut. Uh, man, I'm getting tongue tied. Mm. The talk comes to Dick and I get my tongue tied. <laughs> yeah. But I reckon his bio would lift the lid on Kate in the Parliament House. You know, he'd be giving us, you know, while the spill was going on with Kevin, Big Dick would be talking about the finger food. And it's t- that's what they need to cover. I mean, I know Bob Bob Carr went on with his steel Jeez, cutouts. the stacks of the last spill were a lot better than this, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. I usually had the numbers when yeah. I saw that we had um, party pies. Yeah, instead of, instead of chocolate eclairs, that's right, yeah. But yeah. Bob did go into sausage rolls, do you remember? Not sausage rolls, meat pies. Nathan, I do you think, remember I when think, he was... Pre- I think besides um, Bob Carr, you're probably one of the few people who's actually read um, Bob's book. I'm not talking about Bob's book. This was... Back when he was New South Wales Premier, he gave this really weird speech about how every real Australian prefers a meat pie to a sausage roll and he's going on and on about it and then Helena Carr is standing in the background wolfing down this sausage roll. Do we, <laughs> not, that's do we not know about this? That's, I remember that. No, I, I remember that. And yeah. he's, he's holding this like, box of, I don't know, Mrs. Max or yeah. Yeah. 4 and 20s or every whatever. Every real Australian. See, that's just that's the kind of political insight that you just, you know, money can't buy. Yeah. A real Australian yeah. he was prefers... A, he was a very busy man as Premier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... yeah, yeah. That's just so fucking bizarre, British. isn't it? That's just ridiculous thing to say. here. Party pie. Like, if we were to get catering, if yeah. I said, I'd take a sausage roll, right? Sausage roll or meat pie? Oh, meat pie. Yeah. You've got two vegetarians in the room. So, <laughs> nice call there. Vegetarian. Spinach and feta pasty. Thanks, Mark. There you go. There you go. Well, you're not. We're, three of us. Yeah, are, but okay. Ryan's the only real Australian. We can, we can do the. We can do the. We can do the equivalent though. It's either like a. I reckon the equivalent of a pie is a pasty, and the equivalent of a sausage roll. You reckon? Is, no, you, can get, you can get a vegetable pie. You can like get a vegetable a pie. If I said sausage roll. a vegetable pie. Or a spinach and ricotta. Or a spinach and ricotta. Savour a spinach spiritual. and ricotta capacity, yeah. Look, and you Tim? know what? I'd rather a wonton noodle soup oh. or a samosa or, um, you know, oh, I, I'm just not that hipster. proud you of hipster. being Australian that I actually worry whether or not I'm un Australian. So, what are you saying? You'd join Malcolm and Clive out at the Thai restaurant for dinner? I no, think, no, Chinese restaurant. I think he's just being difficult. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah, you've got, you've got two choices. You've got yeah. two choices. We'll give you two choices. It's not about. Did you prefer them over every other food? It's like, yeah. which, which yeah. would you prefer between those two? Yeah. Come well, on. I'll look neither. Well, which I don't which makes you feel game. more Australian? Yeah. Well, exactly. Now, that, that, is, that is the important Hunger question. Strike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they work pretty well, don't they? So, you know, you get a lot of, uh, get a lot of Solidarity, converts right. to the cause. <laughs> there you go. Bob Carr. So, when, when we get him around, we'll have to meet, make a note when we he get would Carr. Do, he would do it. I reckon he would. I don't know if I could stay awake for it, though. Like... Oh, so tell us again about those oats, Bob. <laughs> I, 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 I want to ask him about the Qantas pajamas. It's amazing how people who like fly for a living or have to do a lot of flying for a living, they get obsessed about like the classes in planes, and they just love talking about all the nuances. Like, oh, you know, if you go this type of class or that type of class, you get these pajamas and that blanket and this much room. They, and they know they actually know they do all their research and they know how much. Uh, how, how many inches you got between your knee and the seat in front of you? And that who sort of are thing. you talking to? People who who am I talking to? Well, I, I've never, I've not, I've met, we've got mutual friends who travel for a living, and none of them have ever come up with that. Okay, well, Bob Carr came up with it in his oh. uh, in his in his Darn. memoir. Yeah, but yeah. he's deluded. He's mental. Yeah, I but, just can I say I have met Bob before, and he's a very nice man. <laughs> and if we ever meet again, Bob, I just I, I it was very nice, and <laughs> I enjoy the views, the views our next, next meeting. The views expressed by the Comedy on the Edge podcast can, not reflect. He's out can, of the game. Can, Bob's I would love n- to get a lemon and boiling water with you again, Bob. It was wonderful <laughs> then, and it will be wonderful. Again. I think we're on a roll with these podcasts. I think a couple of podcasts ago. I call I call Richo a fuckwit. This one is yeah, Bob yeah. Carr. I'm calling. I out. say what you like about Richo. I don't care. About he's, he's still the numbers man. He's still he's still there. Well, I think it must be time. I think we, we've we've discussed memoirs. It must be a man who one day will write memoirs. Yeah. There'll be a lot of gaming talk. There will be. It must be time for Ryan's random questions. Oh yeah. Do cool. you have any for us, buddy? I do. I do. I'll bring in, ladies and gentlemen. We still haven't got a theme song. Any suggestions for a theme song? I've got actually. Remind me at the end. I've got a random question that's. 
given to us via someone through Twitter. So yeah. now for Tim, this is a segment where Ryan asks us random questions and we have, we'll have some questions. And, and we answer yeah. randomly. Yeah. There are, and remember, the motto of this is there are no wrong answers, just wrong questions. Yep. That's... So welcome to Ryan's <laughs> Random Questions. I have the prices right on my phone if you'd like it. It's really? That, no, yeah. it, I don't think we could afford the royalties. Yeah, <laughs> me singing out a tune. I there's loved, no way. I loved the prices. Right, I used to love watching the end bit where they had to beat on the showcase. Who, do you remember the show? Oh yeah, well yeah. it's it's and amazing they, and you they, mention and they, that and they do there's the... actually a section of our show oh. <laughs> called Political Prices Right. Yeah. So ah. if you like Prices Right, yeah. you should come. I'm going to buy a ticket to that show. Hotel I used to, the I used to absolutely love. Used to absolutely love when they had their showcase prices. So now and Larry M would be sitting there in the background. Now the showcase is between forty eight thousand five hundred. And forty eight thousand six hundred, and the bogan to his left would go forty nine thousand seven, and he go. <laughs> I'm going to have to accept that answer. Except the uh, price between forty. I just used to love it. But do you remember they'd have their guests? They had to put everything in order, and you knew straight away if Larry went straight down, they've mm. got the showcase. But yep. if he went, let's check out the price of yeah, the boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, do you think? You've put the the you know leather seat covers are more expensive than a boat. Yeah, that's right. And you knew they were out. <laughs> you know that he, you knew he was dragging it out when yeah the the pillows that were above the the yeah. the sea do were not uh, you know <laughs> they weren't. Was uh, that the random question? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, we haven't okay. even got. Yeah, we're just getting got, prices I mean, it was right. Pretty random. Oh, was the prices right the one with turps? No, no he, that was, he, he did it for a while. Did yeah, come yeah. on down. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. only that remember Larry. Really strange. Larry Emder did it for ages though. Before after that, no, I thought Larry I thought Emder Larry was, was on the for. stage, and I thought just when they were right reading out which members of the audience got to be a contestant, no, no, Terps no. was up the back no. on this. I don't know. No, no. Terps used to host the show. I'm pretty Terps sure. Terps used to yeah. host the show. Yeah, he hosted yeah. a lot of shows. I yeah. never yeah. saw that. That would have been fantastic. He started off as a musician. Old Terps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, dated he, sang, he sang the Time Warp on Club Buggery, I remember. <laughs> no, well before Excellent. that. When he, was, he was actually a young... He's done more. He was a matinee idol type. <laughs> he, um, he, was, he was one of the first celebrity couples. He dated Olivia Newton-John when they were both babies. <laughs> There's a sex tape <laughs> wow. to see. Excellent. Terps and Olivia Newton-John on the but, job. But Terps was, it was like a Bieber. Oh, it doesn't the, surprise. The six, it does this? not surprise. He actually had a really cute baby face and then he turned into this uh, old hocker leather. But... He would have been a social media darling. He missed <laughs> his time. One of, my, one of my big regrets that I didn't get there before sadly passed away. Terps, he, he wasn't good with money. And in his latter days, he used oh. to host a trivia night at a pub in Redfern. Oh, that's so so he, did, he did another one in D.Y. at the time. And oh, was he doing two? Because yeah. a oh. mate of mine went and he goes... It was sad. It was really yeah. sad watching this once great man just sort of limp into the finish line. Yeah, he, yeah. he had a lot of fun, though. Oh, I I mean, re- he, he gambled like nothing. He drank like a fish. He chain smoked. He played golf. He, um, he lived a good life. He lived he a good every life. every second of it. He, he did. And, then it, yeah. and I think he would have loved those trivia nights. I don't oh, think I think he was... would have, but I think, I, think the, I think the spark was slowly. Because it was literally, my mate told me about it, and then the next few weeks, it's like, oh, he's, he's gone. Yeah. So it was like in the last. Yeah, he, he like a, well. someone tease out, like write a dramatization of if Terps and Newton John got <laughs> together in the long time. Like, yeah. like that would long term. Sorry. Like, so if Olivia, who would play Terps? Asher Keddy would play Olivia Newton John. Who yeah, would play Terps? Yeah. Who'd play Terps? I don't. Oh, well, you seem to know what he looked like I as think a Lockie young person. Hume. Well, Lockie Hume plays everyone. Lockie else. could do a young Terps <laughs> to an old Terps. Yeah, like, probably good. I think yeah. Lockie Hume. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think he's got the Skill. I think there's a telly movie, and I think Olivia Newton-John. I reckon has she written a memoir yet? Because I reckon the biggest regret in her life is leaving Terps. Because unlike unlike her other husbands, he wouldn't fake his death to get away. And the guy knew how to shop. He was on the prices right. Come on down. There we go. Look at that. Not even a question. We've got the conversation started. Oh my god. Uh, Look, I don't even know if I'm going to ask a question that long since I had the theme music, Mark. Nah. Come on. You, nah, nah, nah. I want to hear it again. You edit. You can go back and oh, put right. it back <laughs> in. It, I, I'm going to do that. Well, I, I would be disappointed if you didn't. Okay. Question number one. Joe Hockey recently finished his first book. How long do you think he should wait before he attempts to read another one? <laughs> <laughs> I think from what the quotes I've heard, most of it were the quotes were from his wife. So yeah. I think she probably reads him a bedtime story every <laughs> night. Right. So the answer is probably when she says so. Yeah. <laughs> I, is this is the most important job he's had before, yeah. 
and he's only just started. I, this baffles me. Like, why would you? He hasn't. Someone else has chosen to write a book about a guy that is going to be wholly co- incomplete. And like the whatever you know, people talk about the definitive biography. This is going to be yeah. the polar opposite of what a definitive biography is. It's going to miss absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. Really important that happens in his career. He's the, tr- the first the, the year tr- treasurer, tr- prospective treasure. future yeah. leader, and they write a biography about well, him now. Peter Credlin reckons he's um, he's the leading candidate to replace the, the, the abbot. I bet so, you so she maybe didn't she's say that going to release face. it now. Release it now because you know what? He, he won't be treasurer for much longer. She's got other plans. That's yeah. I, I don't think, think that's a fair observation. That, I read something about like this book deal was locked in when he was on. In opposition, and it was just a train that he reckoned he couldn't stop. And yeah, but there was there's it. been books like Abbott. There was been books written about Abbott before when he was health minister. When he, he wrote his own, yeah, yeah, him and like it's. I think it's a case of this is the book. Let's get him some firm. Like get Joe up. Like I'm. It's happened before. Rudd had books about him before he became leader. There's a lot of them. Not before he came leader, really. There was like there was what was one about it. There's like there, there was there was one very recently after he became leader. I don't think there was one before. There was a really kind of romanticized this country kid from Queensland sort of mm. thing, which came out. I thought not very long before the 2007 election. Yeah. But, but I mean, but there's. I. It's not. I don't think it's unprecedented with that, hockey. That wasn't an academic. Tech, I haven't read this, it might not be but you, either, but think- that, that was a really soft attempt to just kind of write this adorable narrative. But do you think Ruff. maybe Hockey thought, like, who, I don't know who wrote Hockey's book, do you think they came to him and said, you want to communicate, if not, we'll just do it unauthorised and we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll talk to Malcolm. Maybe. He's like, oh, Melissa, Hockey's wife's Melissa, isn't it? Melissa, mm-hmm. slag off Hockey, um, Malcolm for me. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's I running. Know, away, he's running away. I, from I do know today. what Christopher Pine's son is called, though. Oh, what is Christopher Pine? Barnaby. Barnaby. Really? Barnaby Pine. Barnaby Jeez, Pine. that kid's gonna. I reckon he'll hold the world it's record for fair. wedgies growing up in school. <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby. Well, you, Pine. you mean he'll beat his father's record? <laughs> well, I think he's on track. I mean, Christopher's <laughs> not a bad. I think. Imagine when the real <laughs> Barnaby found out as well. He went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Was it after just he... Don't do many favours, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Barnaby Pine. That's just harsh, That's isn't it? Mm. Especially when I, I really hope... Like, they should have at least changed the last name. <laughs> <laughs> Barnaby Pine. BP. I love, I love Chris. Chris Pine, for writing political humour, Chris Pine is amazing. I, I, we've made a video of uh, all the great you know, politicians falling over and putting their foot in their mouth over the last year. And I'd say the 90% of it is four politicians. And one of them's the Prime Minister. He's about 40%. I think that's... Yeah, he does more than his predecessors. You'd expect that. Yeah. But you'd still even have expected for Kevin Rudd or Julie Gillard or John Howard, they would have been near the top because there's so much more footage of them. But then about another 30% of it is Chris Pine just going around saying the most shamelessly nasty and inappropriate things. I was watching, what's the um, Channel 9 version of Sunrise? What's the, uh, oh, the Today, today Show. The Today it? Show, yeah. yeah. The he Channel was... 9 version of Sunrise, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> How far have they fallen? <laughs> oh, I believe that's what they call it in production meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he was opposite Albo and he'd just done, you know, just having a fireside chat sort of episode. And they got to the end of the show and they said, and Chris, you've just done the CEO sleep out. Congratulations on that. And you said all the right things, you know, oh, yeah, it's opened my eyes. The ground doesn't get any softer. As the night goes on, it was minus four degrees. All the appropriate things to say. And then a bolt out of the blue does his little self-satisfied head wiggle. Then goes, Anthony wasn't doing anything for homelessness last night. <laughs> wow. And you could just... They, can't they, you imagine they were in having, school? Oh, they were yeah. Having a nice chat, Albo nice and relaxed, and then this like dagger through the heart look comes over his face. Well, well, what are you doing? You know, well, they had the TV show At Home with Julia. I think this one they should have At School with Young Christopher. I'd love to see a TV show with Christopher Pine. Because what you just said then, Tim, like I can see Christopher Pine being the one who, who threw that dust at me. Well, it was so and so. Like he would have been Anthony. Miss. <laughs> oh, I saw him. No, I reckon a really great show for Chris Pine would be like you know, five years in the future when he doesn't have a political career anymore and he has to be a teacher at a school. You got Chris Pine as the teacher of like an English class or something, doing all that sort of stuff, just instilling his particular brand of discipline on the class. I reckon that's a that's a goer. But he's he's yeah. not a trained teacher. He's a lawyer, isn't he? 
He's no, he's a career politician. Yeah, but I mean, he's got some degree. He he. Are we just? Oh, sorry, just to stop you there. Are you actually objecting to the TV idea on the basis that it's not realistic? Yeah, that yeah. think pod- these things no, through, no, Ryan. Right. Yeah, got to be it a lot. Like you can't just. Oh, we're not Channel Jesus Ten. <laughs> it's not the eighties. It's not Welcome Back, Cotter. Has to <laughs> has to be balanced. This isn't the ABC. Well, you got to like you know you got to yeah you got to. <laughs> And I mean, it's got to be. I I just can't see Christopher being allowed near children. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, that's probably true. Are we ready for question number two? I think we yeah, are. Sure. Question number two: How long should you wait after the light goes green to honk at the car in front of you if it hasn't moved yet? Well, oh, that depends on what car they're driving. It depends who's driving it. I How? don't have a license, so I can't ask the bus driver. to Oh, talk come on! You you've you've done that, <laughs> but you must have done the backseat driver thing where you go, "Come on, honk!" He's been too no, long. No, I don't. I'm not and aggressive. You just, you just think, phased I out. I think the amount of time you wait is directly proportionate to the size of the driver in the car. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, I've been in the car with my sister once, and my sister she was getting really angry. She's honking, and this guy was huge, and I'm like, "Can you stop doing that?" And she goes, "Why?" And I go. If he pulls over, he's going to beat me up, not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand. I would. I. Yeah. I think I'd be. I don't think I'd be an aggressive driver. This again. I answer this question in the context of I live in Western Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to be like, yeah, that guy's probably got a gun. That's got a gun. A baseball bat. Yeah. You remember people used to go on about Volvo drivers? Yeah. And Volvo drivers were the worst. Worst drivers. Yeah, that's the road. right. I think they're okay now, and I think it's because Volvos became a bit more interesting about ten, fifteen years ago. They got a little bit more shape to them. They weren't so boxy and boring. And the people that used to buy Volvos thought this is far too interesting. We can't have this. What do we get? Uh, Marjorie, I know, a Camry. So it is Camry drivers that are always the ones that are not taking off at the light. So I think if it's a Camry in front, it's gone green. It could be one-eighth of a second still... Bang, a Camry, straight on the horn. A Camry with a, with a straw hat on the back. Yes, yeah, like, and, and a tartan picnic rug. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you don't see the picnic th- rugs also, in I the think, back of cars anymore. Oh, you, you just you live in the inner city. You, you well, don't see true. too many Camrys. If they've, if they've got Christmas antlers, you can go before the light's red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, that's true. And if you're in front of them, you're allowed to reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, Ryan, you drove over here tonight and you had traffic on the way. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I just... It's just actually something that I've like thought of a lot lately because for me, there's too much honking. Like for me, in general traffic in Sydney, really? there's too much honking. No, I actually... Is it Delhi or Rome? Or... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm positive that the point of that that you're making there is that there's probably even more honking there. I still think there's too much honking here. No, I, think that, I, I think that you just, just need to chill. To I, think, I think you just need to chill the fuck <laughs> yeah, out. Like you know, Kevin would that... say, let's all just try, just try just to be try. a little... Kinder and gentler with one another in the future. I think it's probably time that I took off the sticker that I put on the back of your car. Honk if you're horny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave that there. That's I'll fine. The, I just yeah, like the I didn't know that that was why they were honking. That's honking. why you're getting these honks. Oh my god! Everyone honks yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I think he stands on Cleveland Street about seven o'clock in the morning. I when I had to go to work in Circular Quay some early sometimes, I'd see him there, and he's st- it's lovely. He stands with this size of. 60-year-old or something, man, he always looks so jubilant and happy and he's holding this sign that says, don't be horny, be happy. I think that sucks, man. Be horny, that's fine. Sweet. Be like, both. Be... Why can't you be both? Yeah, but it's a pun on like honking horns. Oh no, that's great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, saying trash oh. things. Oh. Everything's all right, you know. I'd just like to apologise to the listeners for the slowness in picking up on that pun. That I'm, was yeah, so no, I'm not, not a morning person. I think I'd run him over. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> amazed. I'm amazed. Yeah, I can see Ryan just backing as he's backed over and goes. Oh, now I get it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's right. I'd be like, don't infringe on my sexual liberty. Oh, good pun. Sorry, dude. I've never seen that. I live near Cleveland Street. He doesn't, like, have a collection tin with him or anything. It's just his, like, self anointed public service. Well, he's and broken he just... his squeegee, has he? Yeah. Either, that or he got a... Either that or he got done for doing it in the park and that was the judge's punishment for him. There aren't enough wacky judges. Enough, no, no, not enough wacky judge punishments. I mean, I think if I went before court and, you know, considering Lester's my attorney, it's inevitable I will at some stage. Yeah, yeah. I'd like a wacky punishment. Like, I'd stand up no, and no, sign. I don't think doesn't I don't determine think... whether or not I don't... you go to court. That's... It determines... What happens, what happens after you go to court? I, I think I think the inevitability is with Lester being your attorney that if you go to court you'll be in jail. I don't know that it's the other. You know, it's the other. I think, the the I crime think, committing thing. I'm is sure he's going to be like, mate. I need a. F- There's some stage you'll drag me. In. I'll have to be a witness I to something. Witness. Or <laughs> I need an expert, jury tampering or something. I need, a, along I need an expert comedy witness. And in your <laughs> and in your opinion, Mark, was that joke funny enough 
for him to have fallen backwards and killed himself. Was it unfunny enough to precipitate the following violence? That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is using Wookiee as a punchline still relevant in 2014? It clearly fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. Kim Kardashian's daughter, North. Who's she? <laughs> you must have heard of the Kardashians. I don't, I don't follow them either. But Kim Kardashian's daughter, North, took her first steps... What direction do you think she went in? One direction. One direction. Oh, oh, that's very good. No, it wasn't. Answer a pun it with a pun. Good. Excellent. If you've rehearsed it before, it was terrible. But yeah, if yeah. it was spontaneous, <laughs> it, was it was very good. Now, I wrote the, I, have to, I have to make an admission here. I wrote this question like in the pub before I got here. And I was quizzing a mate and just saying, I've got to come up with some pop culture ones for question number three. And he told me about the Kim Kardashian and the daughter North, and, and that she's married to Kanye, uh-huh. and that means and that I means that, that. The, the kid's name is Northwest. Yeah, mm. is that right? That is. Are that, you being serious? Is that? Is that? Do I, you not know the, this? Have you not been to an open mic night in the last two years? Oh, <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought you were saying, <laughs> "Are you being serious? Is this true?" I was like, no, neither of you know. No, this. <laughs> yes. I said I don't follow the Kardashians. I got this. You I don't. This do you block out? I've heard. I think I can. Like, na- do you know Amy Winehouse did a song about going to rehab and she had an addiction? <laughs> I don't think you know she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> You like, genu- who, who's Amy Winehouse? Are you genuinely? <laughs> you genuinely did not know that the kid was named Northwest. No, I had no idea. What the? F- I don't follow the Kardashians. I, I play a lot of computer games. On, I don't. I don't watch. It's a lot on of TV. mainstream. Do you, you read, read Mamma Mia? Mia? <laughs> I, don't, I don't read Mum. What's Mamma Mia? I don't read Do that. Don't know what Mamma oh, Mia Mama is. Mia, here we go again. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's no, Mia's Freeman's. Mia website. Freeman's one of the. F- oh, really? It's a leading source of news. Okay, she I'll had an article it. there the other week about a girl who really doesn't like giving head jobs, but she does. Oh, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I posted that on my Facebook page. That's why I read it. That's why I read it. I was so incensed. Come on, love. What, about what and such I, a piss poor article it was, or the fact that you wasted your time reading it? I read the article I read, too. I read the article. I, I was believe how I many was, people read this article. I was fucking so annoyed. I say, it's like, I, I have a bit of a bugbear. You can get onto your story in a minute. I have a bit of a bugbear about like... People who write things about sexuality online and they just presume that everybody's exactly like them. So she goes, she says, blowjobs, you know, we all know, we all know that nobody likes to give them. No, you don't fucking know that. You don't like to give them. That's the end of, so there's end rant, end rant, just fuck off with your, like, there are so your sexuality many on articles people. like that. I, I, I know, just wonder I how heterosexuality continues. I, really <laughs> I can't so what you're believe how many. You think she should have polled more people before. She did that. No, I think she should have no, written it in her voice. Try and project I like uniform that sexuality. Thank you. Someone appreciates that work. <laughs> well, no, it was, oh, it was a pun about polling. He wants to. Yeah, oh, shame a, on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> screw screw him up for saying it, and Tim, stop. <laughs> Stop encouraging him. All right. I can't believe how many people have subsequently told me they read that article. Because I, and how many people must read the other articles? Because I never read the articles. I I liked Mamma Mia on Facebook, so I get the headlines, and then I always just re like share, retweet, whatever the most shamelessly lousy clickbait headlines yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I just, of them, thinking everyone else is just going to go... <laughs> no, but they, no, people they, read them. No, they, we underestimate they, how many people are bored at work. I mean, that's right. Yeah, you, we're searching I've for content. I've got a lot of time to pass. And and clickbait is clickbait because it works, man. Like Those headlines actually work. You're just like, I want to know what that is about. Is, is there not like a laugher curve where it starts to get so shameless that you see through it and it starts to get less effective? Yeah, I think they're I think called those um, I mean, supermarket tabloids in the US. <laughs> that has been the only article that you've linked that I've actually read. I haven't read anything else since. I th- actually, I think I might have unfollowed you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the Mamma Mia effect. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, I have I'm to say... to unfollow me over a lot of things I retweet and put on Facebook. That's true, that is true. Well, you've Je- just, you've just... Jedward, Mr. W- nice Mr. Waterhouse. You've, you've threatened to unfollow me so many times, it just doesn't mean anything anymore, <laughs> 
Well, you disappeared the other week on Twitter because I went to I went to the send other you week. A, the other week is was, quick, isn't it? I was he? gone for four months. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there was something came up. I think it was something to do with Clive had said something stupid. And I thought, oh, Nathan will like that. And I was about, I go, you've disappeared. You're not on. This guy was sending me text messages. I'm pointing to Tim, dear listener. Yeah. Uh, this guy was sending me text messages the day Clive rolled out with Al Gore. I was like, why did you leave Twitter? You have no idea the meltdown <laughs> that yeah. is currently going on on Twitter because of this. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. load tweets far. Fast enough, I really couldn't. It was hilarious. Who was who, who was the most outraged? Was it like left people or like skeptic people? I think that was fairly equal in the levels of outrage. It was confusion that was just. I think. Sort of no, I think. I think it was. I think Bolt was happy because he's like, oh, now I can kick Al Gore. Even yeah, like Bolt was happy he had something to write about. He's not on Twitter though. No, no, no. no but he's Sadly, he's, he's outraged. He is. Wouldn't he it be is. funny? You reckon he's got like a little he, profile? He, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he's, he's Oz yeah. protectionist, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he googles himself. I need a reference. Who's Oz protectionist? Oh, it's a fantastic parody account, the Australian Protectionist Party. Yeah, which is you know just this high about, hyperbole about sort of views of what one nation or yeah right the you know more extreme end of the National Party might say. I see. Yeah. Well, let's be honest, the Labor Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, I've got I've got some things to read and some things to follow. I've got to read. I've got to read Mamma Mia. You've, you've also got some things to stop reading. Stop reading what? the links that I post on Facebook. That's the first time I've ever you heard anybody say that. When people share things on Facebook, isn't that what they want you to do? Is no, actually I want them to laugh yeah. at how ridiculous the headline. Well, then you need to be more explicit if with I the comment to, that you make. So if I link this to my own clickbait. stuff, we read it. No, I can no. I, I see how many views if my own serious articles get. If it's, it's entitled not, "Why I Don't Like Giving Blowjobs," he probably I will. will read yeah, it. I'll read that. Can That's... I give actually? Can I give a shout out to Dragonista because she retweets most of what I um, like blogs that I put up on Twitter. And if she does, the viewership of that is about eight times what it normally is. So. Thank you, Dragonista slash Paula. Well done, Dragonista. Thanks, Dragonista. And if yeah. you could retweet this podcast, that'd be well, good. We get eight too. times the yeah, listeners. Yeah. Eight thousand listeners. That'd be that'd awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. There we go. We're finishing each other's sentences. Oh, <laughs> we're in sync there. We are in sync there. Are we invited to the wedding? Well, I don't know. It's not legal yet. We can't get married. As soon as the policy changes, Tim, you'll be the first on the invite list. There you go. There you go. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen in time. No. Someone was... Oh, the, the idiot from the Libertarian Party. Oh, the Dave, Demi- David Lineholm or something yeah, like he, that. He's, yeah, he's, he's, I think, going to put a motion through for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. He's, there, he's, a, he's a double-edged sword, that guy, because he genuinely believes in like his views. So stuff like that, he's got, oh, yeah, that's a good policy. But then he's like, we all should have guns. That's a stupid idea. I can't yeah. respect him intellectually. He seems to have a fairly consistent libertarian policy agenda that he's going to pursue. He doesn't seem... Like politically opportunistic, I'll abandon this principle. Oh yeah, yeah I get so, that. Which for our purposes is awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks things. You he's, don't want he's, he's, he's not in the show. He's not <laughs> yeah. in the show. Well, he's in my show actually. Is like, he really? Got, like, because I think I think he is. Idiot. Tell us about your show, Mark. You we haven't really discussed your show, Mark. <laughs> I've, I've got, I got my plug. My show is called Hips to Kill Team. It's on October first and October third at the Factory Theatre. Where does the seven p.m. Yes, where does a libertarian come into that? Well, it, it's work. It's a work in progress at the moment. He's Actually, my... you do get like a lot of hipster sort of Ron Paul fans, don't you? The yeah, you know, because yeah. of his the legalized marijuana and well, my, I can link him to hipsters because I think hipsters are fake people, and I think the way he got into Parliament's a bit dirty by calling himself the Liberal Democratic Party. Mm. I think that's hilarious. And, Actually, I love that part. That's the one thing I really love. No, I think yeah. I think if you were to gen- if he'd have named it Libertarian Party, I don't think he'd be in Parliament. No, he wouldn't. Speak. That's why I think it's really really funny. Um, in fact, I can he, remember when I first read that article, I said to my I was about to say which family member. I won't. I said to a family <laughs> member. That is so funny. Apparently, people just ticked one there because they thought it was the Liberal Party and said family member went white as a sheep and oh. said, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I think I've just come up with a political strategy. Well, I'm, I'm going to start a party. I'm going to call it Labrals. Labrals. Because <laughs> it'll be kind of close to both and it'll just confuse people. You should sell that idea to Palmer. I reckon he'd buy that. I don't think he would. It doesn't have his name in the title. 
He didn't want his name in the title. He didn't want his name in the title. Could we spell Palmer like the pubs do? Who said that? He registered United Party. Just spelt P A R M A. Palmer the Palmer Party. Yeah, the Palmer Party. Wouldn't that work? Look, look. I'm happy to to stand. If, if if the four of us, you know, register a party next year, the Palmer Party, that could be really fun. Do you know how much they get paid? Yeah, You've got to get the votes to get... Like, you got to spend a bit of money before you Well, get... hire the preference whisperer. Glenn Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get any votes. We just need to beat the Democrats and we'll be fine. The what Palmer do you want to party. throw in the YouTube video that we put up before this we is, get elected? This is, not, this is actually true. We researched this. The Australian Democrats got less votes than... Like, primary votes, not after preferences, than the Motorists Enthusiast Party in every state that the motoring enthusiasts entered a candidate. The Australian movie. Democrats that once got 14% of the vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once held the... the oh, oh, dear. The Australian, oh, there you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like the Democrats, it's time for this to come to a close. Oh, so no. We'll put it... So, Tim, you're on Twitter at... I can't remember. Tim Govers, follow that. We'll put up links at Comedy on Edge. Nathan, you're you're back on Twitter at I'm Nlenton at Nlenton One. Not to be confused with Nlenton, which is a Russian spam bot, but probably a lot more interesting than I am. There you go. Follow, I'm, I hear the Russian spam bots takes on Mamma Mia articles are genius. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, and we'll post up links to the show. It's coming into the Chippendale Hotel early September. Check it out. Like, I saw the show Nathan put on last year. It's very very good show. So go on, check it out. And Ryan. You are coming to the Fringe Festival too. I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. we're we're returning. Um, me and uh, Matt Coffee returning and doing our um, team friendship show for the Fringe Festival. There you go. So if you missed it the first time, get on out. It was a genuine. What dates do you know? Or no, no idea. No idea. So factory, check it out. And I'm doing my show, Hipster Kill Team. Yeah, I'll follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan the Crawford and me on Twitter at m underscore w underscore h. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show and you're on iTunes, give us a review or a rating. It costs nothing. If some it's like giving us $50 if you do it, so do it that way. We're not going to ask you for the money, but you can send the money if you want to. I'm not going to say. Would you say no to $50, Ryan? No. There you go. So send, <laughs> send us, give us a review or give us 50 bucks. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. That'll do us this week. So, Ryan, hit the music. Hit the music.